0: All right, here we go. We are going to do a special webinar tonight talking about coronavirus crisis cleaning. If that's, I almost even hate to call it that, but I don't know. I guess that's kind of what we have to call it really at this point. It's sort of even uncomfortable to say, but but at any rate, that's what we're looking at. That's what we're talking about. I've got my good friend, IICRC instructor, Sean Bissione. And he is going to be uh, we're just it's going to kind of be an interview, but kind of a, just a, a banter back and forth. Just talking about this subject. We will leave some room, more than likely, for a little bit of Q&A at the end. So just we're to not going anywhere. Know,
1: I'm, I'm stuck where I'm at. So. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what I want
0: to do first is do a sound check who can actually hear me. And see me and see Sean just to make sure nobody said anything yet. But if you guys could just give us a quick yes or why or something that way we know. There we go. Thank you. How you doing, Eric? Good to see
1: you. Yeah, was Eric at your class there? Did you Yeah, he came by. He was very attentive. The guy was awesome. I think he's even gone to see Uncle Phil since then. And Bill Eden
0: is here. All right.
1: Hey Bill. I guys,
0: which Doug is hey, that. I'm not sure which Doug that is. All right, guys, Dave, you guys can see us and hear us you know, for this webinar. We'll probably keep it mostly to our, to our camera. So you get to look at our, hey, Bill, Doug you get to look our ugly faces the whole time. <laughs> um, I've got a couple of things to, uh, couple of links to show you so i might show you my screen too a little bit here and hey, it's doug Heiferman hey doug so yeah the weird thing about when some somebody signs up for these sometimes they will put in their last name i can't always i don't always know who it is the cobra yep the cobra so (laughs) so so what we want to talk about we've got a little bit of a, a loose outline that we want to go over um most of you know both of us i don't know that i don't know maybe for purposes of introduction sean does IICRC instruction all over the United States, and you
1: teach, I know, carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning, and what else? Um, I also do the odor control course, okay. um, definitely dealing towards the germ side of things and, uh, right. and, all, and how it affects all sides of cleaning and restoration. I do some spotting courses, um, and a few other specialty classes on area rugs and kind of identification, introduction to things, but for the IICRC, specifically in the cleaning textile sciences.
0: Perfect, perfect. And so tonight we're going to be talking about textiles, also flooring a little bit as well. Um, just, you know, really the, the first thing that I wanted to get across, I posted a sort of a meme or a statement up on the cleaning marketing board. And I can't remember exactly how it goes, but in a nutshell, when this crisis is over and hopefully it's not going to be, I mean, who knows how long it's going to be, but it will eventually be over. And when it is, we want to be able to have said something beneficial to our, our employees, our colleagues even in your in your city and, and your clients. And 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 no fear mongering with that, but something helpful. So what the real purpose of this webinar is just to give you guys some helpful information and really just show you what you can say to your clients. Now, keep in mind, when we talk about some of that stuff, we're not attorneys, I'm not an attorney, Sean's not I'm an not attorney. attorney that we are not giving you legal advice at all. The laws might be even totally different in your city, and your state. I don't know, but we're going to give you some of what we know and some of what we've been trained to talk about. Um, But again, still any, that's the big disclaimer at the front of any of this.
1: I, there's no. I think also how we're interpreting it now. I mean, everything's unfolding as we go. We have states starting to require or, you know, Dictate who we can go in and see and if we can or cannot even service areas so it's changing and so we don't know we're adapting and trying to to be as helpful as we can as and doing using our skills.
0: Right, right. So from the beginning of this, it's all about the fundamentals of just being being a, a good person <laughs> and being a good company, being a good brand, and just going out and helping people. That's what, that's sort of the mindset that I want you to even have with your clients, with your employees, with your colleagues, even the other cleaners in your city, things like that. So no fear mongering. Let's get that out of the way. You really want to avoid just scaring people about any of this type of stuff. Now,
1: Yeah. And I see it happening from even the restoration side already and they're they're setting up divisions of uh, disinfecting companies and some of the approach that it it definitely is playing on the the current status people's mindset of where they're at and what are we going to do and to what level are we going to have to approach this and i think there's a market for people that need immediate kind of sanitation but i think that's a more important word that we're using um that we're we're providing at a health level that it's sanitary and that the risks have been lowered and we got to be clear about our statements as we get out there and i think people are just fogging products that shouldn't be fogged and don't have claims for it and their their liability is going to get connected to their processes and we just need to focus on what we're great at and for most of us in this industry it's cleaning and hopefully we've always been aspiring to be better cleaners because right now that's what we're gonna have to do be great cleaners Absolutely.
0: So, um, Avi, uh, you asked a question about sanitizer. We're going to be talking about some specifics of that in just a few minutes. So the first thing that I want to get out of the way, because I know a few, few of you are, that I've talked to are saying business is really slow. It's fallen off. What do you do? So the first thing that I want to tell any of you to do is to contact your past clients. That's what you always need to default to. If you've been in business for more than a year, you want to call them, you want to send them a, an email, you want to send them a postcard. You want to maybe text them if you have their, their, their cell phone number to text them, but contact them and let them know about some of the services that you can do. Sean and I were just talking about that right before the webinar. A lot of the times your clients don't even know all of the different services you do.
1: Yeah, today I had the great opportunity of just confirming a call. She actually said, oh, are you calling to cancel on me? I said, no, absolutely not. We know how important our business is to your business. Um, thanks for letting us in you know, we appreciate it. It's an after hours floor job and some carpet cleaning for a local lab that does aviation equipment that she was sharing how it affected, you know, private pilots and a lot of the aviation equipment isn't getting done. And they said, cancel their orders coming to them. So it just, it's showing how it connects to everybody. But one of the important things I mentioned to her is that we don't just clean carpets and the floors and strip and wax in this particular scenario or tiles. We also do full sanitation cleaning. We can do wipe down of your surfaces and deeper sometimes than maybe your custodial service has contacts for. So um, she's like, oh, you do other things. And often our branding, it just gets in our own way. And we have to be ready to accept and let people know what other things are we adapting to immediately as we're contacting them. Right, right. So especially
0: right now, more than ever, guys, contact your past clients. I've been telling you that for ever since you probably ever heard of me, (laughs) you know, but but do that. They know who we are. They're
1: already comfortable. They're looking for answers from people they've already had some maybe trusting conversations with. So your introduction time is already over, and they already have that approach that you're a cleaning specialist of some sort, and they're reaching for anybody that can give them information about what is cleaning, what more cleaning. I mean, our, it's awesome uh, we've been getting busy i mean we're not slow as somebody some of them have been but we have a lot of past clients some of which are commercial contracts our orthodontics offices chiropractic offices health care kind of offices are really advocating and they've got access but they're closing to their patients they're letting us in to do cleanings because they're not as regulated as maybe some of the schools um, right. The janitors or the custodial contractors are going to get stretched because they have to become better cleaners too and they're not going to have time to do the side work which was carpet cleaning they're going to need a lot of the professionals that have the right and abilities to do it really well not just okay and maintain and polish the carpet we need to be cleaning and and knowing what that means Right.
0: Right. And so I would start with your commercial clients first, by the way, calling them, calling them, sending them a letter. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But like Joe was saying, Joe, your last name's on here, so I don't know your last name. But Joe's saying his uh, commercial clients have paid huge dividends over the past week. So definitely do that. Educate them about the things that you can do for sure. Um, It could be very much worth your time.
1: So we have a lot of commercial partnerships. You know, value partnerships that we don't necessarily always clean for the property, but they have a day to day contact with them where we might only have a quarterly contact with some of our carpet contracts. So we've made reaches reaching out to our partner vendors that are also in those properties because we've got great relationships with them. And we always we always have and strive to some of them have brought us in. We've brought them in some of them. And and um, if we don't offer all those services, we're not always attached. So. We've right. been really aggressive to communicate that we're available to help um, and giving back to help, you know, is another way in the commercial environments that we need to be. Our schools our um, <clears throat> not so fully funded daycares, um, some of the, the city places which will get our employees back able to work full time because their kids are in daycare as well. So we, right. we have to we got to help where we can. And the commercial side might be you know, the Ronald McDonald House cleanings that need to be done, especially now. And we've got, you know, the Pacer Group here in Colorado has got it coming up in the next couple of months, which is timely because we need to get in there and do better. So yeah. not just carpet, fabrics especially. Right. And then some of these
0: some of these businesses will, will get cleaning done almost even just because they know that's something they should do at this time just to check that box off. <clears throat> just yes. to say that they did it, just to say that they went through that. And sometimes they're genuinely concerned. Maybe they even had somebody that had coronavirus.
1: And right now I there. think a lot of cleaners are scared because they're not, they don't know. And there's a pause. Right. We're all paused. We don't know. Right. But we do know we're gonna have to clean and we right. they know they're gonna have to clean. Right. So it's it's just being there and prepared and helpful and, and being supportive of your employees, especially if you're past a one man show and it's not just you and the family right now, but it's you right. and 10 families. 20 families and homes that we're trying to care for. So take care of your equipment. Get it ready to go. So once they you know, if you're slow that once the calls do start coming, you are ready um, and, and tighten the belt a little bit right now as we're trying to adapt and be ready to get to those next contracts. But um, don't don't be so scared. You know, it's going to turn back on for <clears throat> if you stay in contact, the churches, your friends, your families, it, it, reach out to the people that help develop your business that may not be so aware you need their help right now to spread the word that you're a great cleaner.
0: Right. Like Roland's saying, churches are calling him right now. So we're going to talk about the list of some some places that we know of that I've heard about that can be good places to market to and call. But again, first your past clients. So let's talk about as cleaners, what specifically can we help them with? Carpet cleaning, tile cleaning. Talk a little bit about that. Like specifically, what are we going to be going in there to help them do?
1: Laminate floors tile cleaning upholstery cleaning i mean the right. the lvt that they've been smearing stuff on with mop and glow and haven't been doing a deep clean that we can further advise that they've got grains and things that are holding on to to soils yep. <clears throat> that are in these surfaces so we, we have to look to to helping out on things that they've been doing an okay home job on but we've just got to make cleaner especially in lots of kid environments um You know, we we try to donate every in a regular basis to our local community, to people that are in need. They're not they weren't cleaning before and their places were way past unsanitary. And we get there. We try to at least get them to an acceptable visual level and not smelling bad. But those places are still very, very full of bioactivity, viral activity, and, and we need to get more aggressive on there. I mean, I, I'll, I'll bring this back out again, John. This is, you know, 1993, Dr. Michael Berry, and I've been reaching, you know, reaching back to this document and, and the things that it defines about what is clean, you know, the definition right. of clean and what is sanitary. And I think our goal needs to be to get things to a sanitary condition right now, saying we've disinfected everything, the terms mm-hmm. that we'd have to make claim on to, to say those things. in mm-hmm. um, a science. And he's the deputy director of the EPA. These guys study health. I think there's a great quote. Health is the state of complete physical, mental and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. I mean, it's the fear that is unhealthy right now, and people's right. uncertainty That's of what perfect. you know. We've never worked to clean as well as we need to, and those that even say they clean because it looks so awesome and it smells so good with our greatest new pre spray haven't really all learned what really cleaning is about. And right. you know, we have the biggest, baddest truck mounts and equipment, and and all these things. It's it, they have to be used to their to their fullest potential, and not just quickly giving you profit for fast moving in and out of jobs. And I think that's going to be even more important in the multifamily um, places where people have been used to getting $99 cleanings for whole houses and what that means. I mean, I can't clean for 99. I can't vacuum a house for that, for making any kind of payment to a guy that's going to be careful and and take care of the equipment and in and out of their home, just to the services. So, you know, for sure, what is cleaning right now and to find that and then yeah. help them make it better so don't I, I think we need to not be looking to make everybody's home a disinfected hospital clean grade room we need to be looking at what do people need to get them to the next level and how can we be supportive of that without scaring them into oh if you don't fog your house with mediclean and this product and put botanicals in your in your uh, candles everywhere that you're going to you know you're going to die i think we have to but be careful you brought up foggers. Is that appropriate, you think, at this point? In some environments, and we have to be out of where we're breathing them, and others are going to be breathing them. You right. know, some of the products that we can spray that can have an effective treatment on viruses that can be effective at to stopping these reactions, the spread like our unregistered botanicals and some that aren't but are safer for us that we are pretty sure that are working. I think that some of those would be benefit to get out in those environments to at least stop it where we can. But sure. um, a lot of the products that are being fogged, I don't say anywhere on their bottle that they're appropriate to fog. They're not meant to be. So we're putting them into environments. So we're already breaking the law on. And then we move on to uh, you know the well what if we just have it there it is certainly good to know that we're putting it out there what did they do um you know time oil i think what you're saying james time oil is what i'm reflecting to i think it's a good option you know mediclean he just popped up there john don scott you know that i'm sure coming in in their stocks i know i have some uh in our availability for services that it's appropriate for um just and it has it has claims and it has it is one of the listed products um that's out there with the um you know, with the CDC's listings of what's appropriate to use. So, you know, this has claims if you use it, but if you read the label, it says clean. It's first says clean the surface, the carpet, it says steam clean the carpet. That's what it says specifically using steam cleaning, extraction processes. So some of us have been asking about what about pad cleaning and some of the other things. Well, at least we're removing soil. We're We're along the way, but be careful what you claim you're accomplishing. And if you have the ability to offer something that brings it to a fully or more accepted sanitary level, then maybe you should be looking at those options. Hot water is where I'd start. Stop, you know, get chemistry out of the picture, super hot water, maximize your efficiencies on those and then start bringing in the chemistry to treat everything else that we're not cleaning as well as we could have. For sure. And so the other really
0: important thing, you briefly mentioned this, but make sure that whatever chemical you're using, whatever disinfectant you're using is appropriate for that thing that you're cleaning. There's all of them can't be used on carpet. So make sure that on the label that it says it can be used on carpet if you're using it on carpet.
1: And, And that your statement is clear. To the product that what it states and claims it does. Right. You know, if it doesn't say it disinfects that surface and says it sanitizes, then offer that and make sure that a client is understanding of what that term is accepted to mean in our industry to, to bring it to a level of public acceptance and clean, not fully removal of all levels of everything like a hard stainless steel, me, you know, um, medical counter is going to be. So we have right. to define these these terms and and offer those. I think. You know, back to definitions of, of what cleaning is, it's got some great, you know, levels of what you can get to from, from whether you're making it sterile, are you disinfecting something, are you sanitizing something? Any one of those could be a reference that you're in, in, in a process of cleaning. Right. So, you know, do we need chemistry to help us with that? I was talking to a professional just today, you know, trying to solve their problem recently. They fogged everywhere. They put whatever, and there's product all over. I mean, they they took control. They had huge amounts of it. You saw the videos of them doing that. Our populated areas are not taking those kinds of controls to deal with the spread. Right. You know, you know, as things get to be more more dangerous. Qua, yeah, you said QT. I think for product right. choice, you know, that's what we're looking at on um, the type of killer that's effective in these sorts of situations. That's that aggressive um, that can. That can break that bubble, but you know right. you got to look for the listings. Follow your listings. Call the manufacturer of the product you're using if you're in doubt to what it's effective on and what their claims are making that because you're putting your name attached to that. And until fair for law is lifted, if it ever would be, or and not that I, I'm an advocate that we see those laws that are protect us are gone, but I mean look at what they do in storm events. They lift requirements for asbestos and for um, for lead testing so that we can get in and start making the, the structures healthy and safe quickly. Right now, we're, we're trying to make people healthy and safe. As long as we take proper precautions or extra precautions on the, um, the level of protection against our employees that are applying these products and the environments when they're being applied and that they have time to settle and be up before occupancy, um, I think these things can be used even further than we are. Right.
0: Like somebody's mentioning, how can this kill 100% on soft services? It can't. It's not. not. So
1: don't make that claim. The product doesn't. And, you know. I hope you're running a rotary extractor over top of it and harnessing the steam on top of the carpet and not just quickly washing it over with a wand. Right. I mean, if you want to show clean, throw a Rotovac or an RX-20 or a Haas or one of these monster really deep cleaning machines on there. Oh, I don't need it. Well, now maybe you need to see what that scrub and heat containment right. can do past just the the polishing And the visual acceptance that a lot of us, you know, are comfortable with and that our customers love from us. It's not discounting that it's a great service you've been cleaning, but we still can be better. Are we doing, have we achieved the best we can? Is better possible? Right, right. So the other thing that I used to have an
0: issue with all the time after a hurricane, people freaking out about the sanitizers and the microbials that we're using. So you know what I used to love to do? Give them the MSDS sheet have all kinds of copies of the MSDS sheet. And as soon as the client starts to have all these questions, just go, well, Mrs. Jones here, you give them some some vague information that you know about it, that easily hand them the MSDS sheet. Yeah, the IICRC, good. They've got a press release about that. Um, but but some people that are very techno uh, oriented that really want to know eat that kind of stuff up, and then you seem more professional because you're actually handing them the sheet to the thing that you're using. Use the safety
1: uh, data sheet, the, the explanation sheet, the label sheets, the product sheets. Use those as your, your lead into what you're doing and make sure you're clear about it. They're really they'll protect you at least to the level of what you're applying them to, as long as you're following the rules and the laws that are on those labels. Yes. So just and so careful. in other
0: words, like, I'm not even sure if these two are good for fogging. Do you know if they're okay? I'm, if they're I'm, not, I'm fairly certain they're not. Either. Okay, okay. I,
1: I, I'm pretty so, certain that it, at least in this, in a, definitely not in an occupied space, but right. whether they're going to have an effect. I think a lot of the things you're seeing that people are fogging and applying right now, or hopefully after clean, a lot of people are putting um, electrostatic products out that are just coating the surface to hopefully create a puncture barrier as something new settles on it that it creates a protective barrier on the surface um, to get their products to stick as they're gonna have a longer dwell time and then be there when something might hit. These products usually, you know, they die after they're dry out. So they don't have the efficacy for long-term that you'd see uh, out of some of the even more Detrimental to our body products like glutes and such that we don't have, but the label is the law. James, you're right, man. That's the fact. Follow the label. We are not the chemical formulators. They have got attorney, a past attorney. A lot of the labels, however, are sub labels. Some of the labels, what I think a lot of cleaners get confused about is that there's products that have been made from one company to another company, and they're actually this product. And they make all the claims that that product does, but it doesn't actually have the registration numbers from the EPA. Those are the big points. And I think we need to be really careful about how we emphasize the product's effectiveness and what it can be dealt with. So the label.
0: The EPA has made a new list because I was asking Bill, I'm not sure if he's had a chance to check, but some of these may not be in stock right away with John Don. Call your local John Don, see if they have any, see how soon they can get you chemical. I saw Uh, a claim earlier
1: today, uh, or a statement that um, I think came from... um, Oh goodness. Uh, Craig Jasper made a comment about chlorine dioxide or chlorine oxide. I want to make sure you get the chemistry name right. That is listed on there as one of the choices of products to use. And um, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that might be Procure. And that may be something that also can make claims. Um, And it is a foggable, mistable, gaseous product um i'm not sure on its claim level and how it's applied to this particular scenario but definitely something that i think the folks at procure could be and john don are very educated about um for odor and dealing with it just gone um tim pointed i think that that is a um, a chlorine oxide type product and dioxide product that uh, co 2 product that's out there so uh, definitely and cannot fog clo2 so the there is a gases uh product that i know that they're putting into substances but for the Purpose of odor control, not necessarily for the claim of disinfecting. And I think that's where uh, you'd see that variance. It does solve, it may get to the surface, but whether it reached it or the fogging got there. I mean, a lot of the products you see now, they're using um, macro mist foggers and they're spraying it. It's really less than a fog than it is a fine particulate treatment, I would say, in a lot of them. They're not, they're aerosolizing the products, but it's getting spread in more of like a a volume sprayer as it's getting wet onto the surfaces as they're putting it out. So I think that that treatment to those surfaces and saying you're treating those surfaces with that application, not fogging the airspace to make those claims is where you got to right. be careful.
0: Right. Using it more as a sprayer than mm-hmm. a fogger, really. Yeah. I mean, The other things to really take note of is the dwell time. Because yep. keep in mind, if you're going to do any wipe downs, or even before carpet cleaning, before tile cleaning, contact time, cleaning, other things, right, right? Partitions. Keep in mind all that if stuff. If you're in a dry area,
1: it, it could dry. It could evaporate faster than that contact time even has it there. Right. So you got to maintain that contact time after cleaning. That these surfaces decorate. stay wet for 10 minutes with the treatment. Right. And a lot of people go in with their disinfectant, you know, cloth and wipe down a handle and think it's done. You right. know, they're they're cleaning it but they haven't done their whole their homework yet
0: yeah yeah so make sure you're paying attention to that also make sure you're paying attention to your safety and your employee yeah. safety with respirators gloves almost all of these
1: if i'm not mistaken will re- require a respirator right yep and and some masking in some of these areas some of the surfaces that soft or hard surfaces may be good for or not damaged by some of the chemistry may yeah we made it healthy but what, we've got a bunch of bleach spots now just, we've destroyed the fabric or so the color not non color fast surfaces which might have been better just hit with steam
0: right. and your client not in the room nobody else yeah. in the room nobody you know <laughs> so and then there's other local laws too about ppe like it's sometimes even i know in florida you had to actually have a doctor fit you for that respirator yep. You have to be fit test. You have to be physically fit.
1: Um, You have to be that. Uh, Christine has a great question on there. I I don't think you need to switch from your normal pre-sprays. I think you need to do, some of us need to do better cleaning. You know, we need to improve our use of the current products and the processes we have. And we need to adapt our cleaning and our products based on the soil and the fibers that we're cleaning and the soil load of the environment that we're going after could make you change your pre-spray. But don't do it in compromise of the latest smell or more effective if it's been effective. Right. Yeah. So yeah, David's right. You know, fit test, pulmonary function tests have to be done um, before you can put a respirator on. You know, skin contact with your with respirator contact, not just throwing a, uh, a respirator You're on the new guy. Shame, and, wouldn't you? you'd have to i stay. actually shaved the other day i <laughs> shaved <you> my <laughs> I've been down i have no uh sides so i can get my mask almost here i've got to do a little trim before i throw my respirator fully on and use it but i haven't been in the field doing it where i have my staff and they know you know i think one important thing that we haven't hit yet maybe it's on the list i guess about employees and our staff and how we react with our people right now right um it's going to it's going to truly shine you know we're doing our best to as we have a slower schedule overall but i've got some staff that can't come to work you know they got employ, they got kids that they can't all of a sudden have any place to put and so we're being adaptive we're trying to give them tasks that maybe the kid can hang out and watch his ipad while they're doing some side work and letting them do those things to keep those guys employed as much as i possibly can you know i hope to have my trucks showroom detail polished by the end of the snowstorm and um because we're snowing outside on top of it you know a little here yeah. in colorado which is beautiful it is yeah. slow it's another lull but yet in a full snowy day with coronavirus you know, COVID 19 around we still had three trucks out today cleaning for yeah. residential clients it's it's there we, you know you just have to be ready for the right customers and for those that are compromised or concerned be accepting and thankful that they're concerned and ready for them when they're then they call you back
0: right right some of you might not know but sean and i are almost neighbors not quite he's a couple of cities down but he lives closer to denver i'm out in fort collins but yeah i got about four inches of snow so far out where I'm at. But I think the other thing that would come to mind, especially if you've got a bigger company or if it's anywhere feasible, maybe, maybe you could help provide childcare, maybe hire somebody else to come in and and watch some of your, uh, some of the kids, or I don't know how that can work or, or even if it's feasible, but if it is, um, you know, try to do something like that, whatever you can do that, that makes sense to help your employees um, do it, you know, because they need the extra help right now, if you can afford it and if you can make it happen.
1: Isn't that, that nicer looking good. than me? Can you see that? How clear is that? Is that clean? There, <laughs> there go. we
0: go. It's, what is the, oh, the snow outside. Yeah. yeah that's
1: nice. The back, that's the view from my backyard. That's where we, yeah. uh, where we are at. But, you know, it, it is. You got to be adaptive. You know, I've got some staff that that just they need some work to do and they need time. So we're adapting that work to them and the guys that can go in the field that are healthy, you know, and they're concerned, too. You know, don't ignore the importance of your staff's concern about going right. into homes be it you right. know if they if there's if they have concern about it and th- then are Listen. you not being are you not being careful enough for them? Are you not right. providing them the PPE they need in the environments? And then are you not calling the customers in advance to say, hey, is there anyone sick in the house or has there been, you know, we don't want to bring our people in and then compromises our ability to do the service for you or restoration services if you offer it for a flooded situation. So yeah, right. Ron, the snow is beautiful. It's actually really wet. My, my six or 15 year olds outside snow shoveling. So I love <laughs> the snow right now. He's shoveling. There you go. Um, speaking of that too, uh,
0: talking about um, like communicating to your clients. So let's talk about that a little bit. So cleaning your equipment between jobs. We need we to always- at this point... Be giving our clients off. information about how we do that, how we're maybe spraying it with the right type of sanitizer, how we're cleaning up our hoses, and and letting them know that we're taking extra measure to not spread this thing because some yeah. of your clients are concerned about that.
1: No, we are. I mean, we I, I put a video up on Facebook the other day, kind of showing our general process and what we're trying to do to be proactive so that our our at least our social media clientele sees that we are doing. We've always done it. We've always been proactively clean on our equipment. I'm a big, big constituent of super clean. It's got to be very, you know, I'm picky about my trucks. I want them clean, clean. The guys are always, you know, if it's up, oh, that's not clean. Get back there and do it again. So, but now we're getting them not just clean, but the hoses are going through a second treatment. They're getting right. wiped down. We're pressure cleaning them. You know, any, the hoses that are going in the houses are getting more attention, uh, we're being more specific about how we're handling them um, and more careful on that. And our cust- we have to make our customers aware that we are that level, that when we are in homes, we are in environments, we are in commercial, we we clean the morgue. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, for for we have our, our stuff in those, those environments, we've got to be careful. And we always have. But we've been using clean in the morgue for, for years is a requirement just for cross-contamination in their medical areas. So, um, you know, we, we're familiar with the products and they need to know that we are. And as now, it's becoming important that we're adaptive to help them if they need it. You know, some of them they don't. They just needed to clean their carpets. They just need to right. keep their home clean. Their kids aren't sick. They just need to, trap what's coming in from the animals from outside and clean the soils and trap them and get into a better sanitary care overall. And people are listening to being cleaner. It's incredible. It's such an opportunity for us to be available to be better cleaners because people want it. People are people are going to be hungry for, oh you're a good cleaner. You know what it means to clean. And I don't and those that pry on chemistries and things that they're their crutch with it, I think they they're just lazy. They need to be better right. cleaners
0: right right and so another uh, definitely communicate have that video ready have that sheet ready offered offer to show the video to anybody that you're about to book an appointment with that that's Call interesting some of, uh, your be, some of them will be
1: right yeah not just the staff needs to know that you're doing it but the customer right. hey we're calling right. our clients beforehand we're con- we're not afraid to postpone a work to take care of it when the home's healthy and when the we're not they're not compromised by us keeping doors open. And, and, and likewise, the, the environment's going to be ready when we come in and we'll, ch- we'll clean it up when it's ready. But right. they, um you know, our, the in-between jobs we process, our employees are watched after, you know, we're, You know, checking for sweaty temperatures, coughs, you know, tendencies, any things that we're knowing to be watching for as employers to keep the other employees safe and healthy so that we can be there and actually be able to respond. Because if we all get sick at once and we're a family in our businesses, one person gets sick, we all get sick. And it happens quick. You know, we share handles of doors and truck handles and keys and things that are between us that even as cleaners we are. Yet, Jason, we still pre-vac. We're just cleaning our vacuums more. We're wiping them down better and we're we're being careful about it. and yeah we might have gone maybe a, not cleaning them as often as we should now we're being even more conscious of of wiping the roller brushes down wiping down the wheels keep changing the bags more frequently uh, if we felt we've been in a compromised home then we're definitely going to take even more care um in our situation in our environment as we're adapting we're just we're just trying to be ready
0: right right and so as far as so we've talked about some of the chemicals and so doing doing wipe downs basically spraying it with the chemical letting it dwell the time that it's supposed to dwell and then wiping it down with just a like a microfiber cloth polishing
1: cloth yeah neutral cleaner at that point if you need to for another surface clean but and then what the key is here you got to continue to do it right you know if they've got to now be in a better maintenance program everything gets treated and we're done. Well, no, it's still going to be there. So as places start to become serviced again, we got to get back in there. Right. And
0: so put some of those commercial clients on a maintenance program. Don't just, I mean, you got to, the upfront communication about this is that you're not, it's not just a one and done kind of thing. And now they're coronavirus protected that they need to do this type of thing until the coronavirus crisis is actually over um, you know, and just price it the way you need to make what you need to price it at to make money, but, you know, be kind to them and yep. keep them as a long-term client and, uh, and help them out. But you, again, you still need to make money with it, but let them know the frequency. So what type of a free, well, I guess it really depends on use you know, the business. and, yeah, and the business style,
1: the use of frequency. I mean, take right now. I mean, they're going to do a deep clean at, let's just say John Don for every, for example, where they've closed their, their warehouses to the public. You know, you have oh. your will call come to the door, we'll bring it out to you. Counter sales, the showrooms are closed. So they've controlled, which is good because we're all the cleaners that are now in these environments and cleaning them and they don't need further cross contamination. So I'm not, you know, I'm a big supporter of them being careful for their staff too. But, mm. you know, that facility is not going to have any traffic outside of their staff right now. So they can really control their cleaning right now. But as people start coming in and out of that environment, That are cleaners that are in dirty environments more regularly. I think that you know that kind of facility is gonna have to step even they're gonna have to step up their frequencies, you know where they're probably. I would say at least every other day definitely not once a week kind of a place but be looking at a more frequent at least a general hand cleaning surface cleaning for hand touch points um yeah. in these properties but we definitely uh so that's a perfect you know then you look at the medical places that are going to have people coming in and orthodontia and dental and places right. where people are maybe yeah i got a sick little brother and my i gotta more bring frequent. him for the appointment and right so we're we're going to be in a, a process where we just have to be prepared to to offer and be available for more cleanings and frequent right. and 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 give better pricing, give those, those maintenance programs, you know? So, so let's understand this guys, for, especially for some of you guys, cause this always, my,
0: my heart goes out to some of you guys who are either new or maybe you haven't built up your clientele enough to where you can't go back to them. But so what do you do? Right. I would go to some of these places and offer a frequent cleaning service. Tell them that you can do it for, again, you still need to make money. And I can't tell you what you need to charge because I don't know what your costs are. Right? Everybody was, always asks me that. Well, what should I charge for this? I mean, I don't know. I could maybe give you a very rough idea, but but you need to charge what you need to charge to make money. Right? But But let them know what it's going to be, but let them know that it's going to need to be frequently. For some of this kind of stuff, we're talking about wipe down or even maybe floor cleaning. It might need to be done every night. You know, yeah. if you're talking about like uh, even when restaurants do open, maybe when they first open restaurants or, you know, I've we've got to put for, a further
1: burden on the owner and co- raise the cost of their operations. Right. And we're right. going to have to continue to be adaptive as we're trying to be adaptive to their new needs. You know, it's right. not like they had this budgeted and they were ready right. for this to happen. Right. You know, right. it's not like they were sitting. All right. We've got a. But a lot of them had planned maintenance spring cleaning and they're planning to do their spring cleaning anyway, they're ready to start doing this right now. So I think that as we look at our property managed uh, lobbies, public areas where it's condos, apartments, places where a lot of people that don't have control over their cleaning area, but maybe you guys get to their HOA managers, you figure out who's the HOA property people try to find the contacts to the people that are going to make some decisions right now. Cause their boards are meeting, they're making decisions and they're stepping up their budget to clean. And then are maybe not going to remodel the pool this year, but they're going to spend an extra 10 grand cleaning all their public areas and wiping down their elevators and and doing all the other space, you know, cleaning the gym. You know, they're in gym areas that they usually just kind of spray down and do a quick wipe down and think the, ten- the tenants are doing a wipe down. These right. are public. They,
0: they would rather spend that ten grand than just go out of business or get sued.
1: Yeah. Right? So right and now, got, and how are you going to get in touch with them? You know, find you can target the buildings. They're there. Their offices are forwarding to them right now. Find their emails. Find the info at buildingmanager.com, XYZ and start right. reaching out to them and send. So they're they know not say hey. I, we need you right now we know we need to budget this so that we can you know we can move this stuff on for for when you are ready we're here when you need us
0: i would still pre-vacuum the carpet there's kind of a list right there so restaurants bars doctors offices anything medical anything health commercial leasing agents i used to love those guys commercial realtors commercial leasing agents, those guys are great for giving you leads. I used to, one guy, I'd give him a $100 gift certificate to a really great restaurant every six months or so and give him referral fees and stuff. Banks, gyms, grocery stores, churches, basically any place that either has to stay open right now, but also... Maybe go after those first, the places that you know already open, but also go after the places that you know may be opening soon, like the restaurants. Well, the
1: side. medical, the, the kind of side non-essential medicals that are already closing, like right. some a lot right. of your dentists, your orthodontists. That's- Um, I think Massage Envy, you know, those kinds of places where there's a lot of physical contact and touch or or shared space, you know, there's a lot of concern. So the people aren't going, so they don't have business. You know, we take care of a car wash. People aren't washing their cars. They're not doing the detail on their vehicle. They're not stopping in and letting the the detail guy make your car polish. They don't care about that right now. They want to care about their kids and finding some, you know, local place that still has toilet paper available. Right. Which, by right. the way, I have a lot. So if anybody needs some, <laughs> let me know. I'll be happy to get you some. Got plenty. I'll share. Sean's the reason there's no toilet paper in Colorado. That is not true. Yeah. We have a normal stock. <laughs> we have some, and I have plenty to share a little extra. Okay. The one ply. I'll share some of the one ply. <laughs> well, that's,
0: yeah, that's the cheap stuff anyway. So we, we talked about some of the places, and again, that's not an all-inclusive list, but just you know, think about who's open, who would be opening soon. In case of two know, there we go let's go over to robert's place so so now that you know who to market to so the other question is how do you market to them like sean said find out who they are right really the only real way You can't always get their email i mean maybe you can call them and ask them for their email sometimes they're very combative about that though Mm -hmm. believe me i've done it um the only real way that you sometimes can do it is to either send them a letter or drop a letter off. And sometimes, a lot of the times, if I really wanna get in touch with somebody, I'm gonna do both. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna send them a letter and go drop it off. And if if I'm there to drop it off, I'm gonna see if I can talk to them. Maybe I sent them the letter first, I'm gonna go back and drop it off also. Why? When you're marketing to somebody, it's all about multiple touches. You don't just send out an email to your clients and hope that that's gonna make the phone ring off the hook. And it might, but don't just send them an email. Send them an email, send them a postcard, Give them a voicemail drop and David Hebert, I think he's on here. We've talked about that before where we're doing voicemail drops. He's gonna be, we're gonna be maybe talking about that in a little bit in another webinar, where where you know you where you're basically giving them a, a ringless voicemail drop, you know, for after hours if it's business, that type of thing. But also sending them a letter, also calling them all of those things to really get in touch with that person. And we've got some really good attention getting sales letters, you know, in the ad yeah, if you
1: can get to their front door and you That's can actually get a name to then right. send that directly to someone that actually might, Get past the gatekeeper in some way you know you need to have a trust point or some referral hey this person that works there referred me to contact you you know uh, those those are things that you know that you know people that work in different environments make sure they're dropping the card off and coming from the inside out from the outside in and target your market to the buildings you know have more people that are going to have to take care of their properties that have you know immediate needs to facilitate getting people into these buildings? I mean, but if you are able to make direct access and in in considerate approaches to visiting people, you know, I know at a Ramsco they've got the 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 cords around. You can't get close to the front desk. You know, they got you got to keep your eight feet space. You can't go to the counter. Throw them your money. I'm just kidding. I don't know about that, but you just. Uh, you know they, they they but we all have our space so be careful when you go into these spaces you're you know everybody's hypersensitive about new people coming in make sure you're not sending somebody with the sniffles you know or any hypo allergenic or people that are like hypo you know going in there way aware overly aware of or uh, too aware of their 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 health um, but yeah i think there's a lot of opportunity that we need to be ready for and we've got to be positioning ourselves for by making the contact. And then don't forget your communities because the customers are waiting to clean. I talked to several, you know, as soon as this blows over, I'm gonna buy a gift card and I'm gonna prepay you, thanks, I'll help you guys keep things when they're slow customers that are our friends. You know, and our clients that depend on you that are wanting you to be there when they need you later again. You know, some of them are willing to say, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll prepay. Well, let's give you half down right now before it. And we're still going to do it in July like we planned on. But, you know, we see that you guys need some time to, to plan for it. and Maybe offer some incentive for those sorts of things to your clients to, to prepay for a little bit of that stuff coming in. But we've got uh, uh, we've always had opportunity. Now you may have time to sit back and see what's really out there. You know, so yeah, I actually-
0: put this up for Sean today. Just basically, he was wanting to offer gift cards to people who were thinking about, you know, cleaning. So we put this up for him. Uh, just a quick gift card. They click on this. They can email, or we might set up a form for this eventually. But yeah, actually, I saw. I, I was calling. really impressed
1: with um, uh, what what Philip Scott had with um, mm-hmm. uh, with the gift uh, gift fly. I think it was. Right. Um, nice program, not very high cost to customers can actually incur that 3.9% in and yeah. the cost to doing it. It makes it very palatable. This link that you created could easily link to okay. that. Right. Boom. And then they can buy whatever amount they want. They enter their credit right. card, they get a digital, um, a digital, um, gift card back to them for whatever increment it was. Um, I've talked to Steve at Fiddlebug, who we also use for our booking for book online option on our website that we've got some prepay population items to do right through our current um, service that we have there, but we're trying to emphasize it right now. So I wanted it big. I wanted a button. I wanted a gift card pre-help, you know, cause it's a con it's everybody's talking. We're not the only ones, you know, we've been on the local, Facebook groups and the other small businesses are saying the same thing. How do we support you? Right. Buy a gift card, prepay for this massage, or prepay for the dental, or right. your nails, or whatever it is that you're going to do later. You're go get your haircut, which mine's a mop already. My sister, I won't be able to see her in California. I'm not going to get my haircut for a while, so I'm mm-hmm. you know what do we? How do we prepay that? Right, right.
0: So, Giftly, I think, is what that was
1: called. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Giftly. So and I if you just sign a- up
1: for it today. It was super easy. Yeah. Um, it doesn't require a lot of information from you. It's really simple to process. You can, you can take the payment yourself uh, or the cost of it on to you as the merchant, or you can pass that on to them. Uh, giftly.com um, is what the website was. If you want to, let's see, I'll post that on there. Um, Www. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, that's John. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, they were super easy and they amin- immediately approved our account. I haven't actually started using it yet, but I'm on there so we can and you can create custom looks of it. It's a neat little option to at least give your customers a way to to sponsor you or to get a gift. If you haven't had that, we've done gift certificates for years. You know, that's been right. something we've commonly, oh, you want to buy a gift certificate to give to your mom for Christmas for carpet cleaning? Perfect. We've commonly, we commonly, we do those. We print them up custom, make them look special to the occasion and and customize those in-house for the few that we have. But I hope this becomes a big thing and I need an automated system for gift right. cards. Right. But um, yeah, do so we can. Like, like at first, you might not want it to be automated. How much does it cost? Is there a setup for it? 3.9%, no setup fee. 3.9% uh, okay. right. and then um, I think, there's another small fee that's in uh, a part of that as well let me see i think actually i can actually recite you exactly because i had a conversation with philip scott uh out of houston awesome guy philip is the bomb uh philip sent me a response in my research today 3.9 plus percent 99 cents after 20 dollars so right
0: good so we're talking about offering of gift cards to marketing and letting commercial people first know how you can help them. Mm-hmm. Letting even your residential clients know how you can help them and that you're there for them. There might even be times, guys, where it might be appropriate to recommend some of the, give them some of the sites I just gave you, some of the links. Maybe they can just buy some sanitizer and disinfect it and do some of this themselves. Yeah, not, you know, I, I have, have a, a customer her,
1: but... th- this week that I call her, actually, she called me apologizing she had to cancel with us yeah. i don't do this to people i'm so sorry I, I would never do this and but but i have two children in my home that have lyme disease they're immune compromised we've we know her because we do detail cleaning and had solved problems that other cleaners couldn't in her home so she's got super sure. trust for us yeah. and they do a lot of that home cleaning themselves they are very clean i mean right. you talk about some people being clean and this home they, they have to be because of the protection of the kid. I got a, a neighbor two doors down from me and their daughter is super immune compromised. I mean, she's got an autoimmune disease that will kill her if she gets something that could be this level of sickness and any virus getting into her life. So she doesn't go to fl- school during flu season. You know, okay. they've never they've kept her out for years just to keep her away from those things. And we're invited in their home. They trust us because they know how clean and careful we are and professional, clean cut our guys are, how nice our vans, all the image things that we do with our business make them feel very comfortable knowing our professionalism will be extended onto our cleanliness and our own care or maintenance of our stuff. And that's mm-hmm. important. And, you know, clean up your equipment. Just polish your stuff, you, you know, this first impression, clean shirts, clean uniforms, those sorts of things are are going to be a big impression thing when you go into a customer. Oh, what were you just in? You just cleaned where? Your shirt's right. full of all those stains and, right. you know, maybe maybe it's, it is clean, but it's just stained. You know, think right. about the image you're going to be coming in, uh, what people think is clean.
0: Yep. That image is important. And so we're marketing to past clients, commercial, giving gift card options. All of these guys do all these things. Email them, send postcards, call them, voicemail drop, everything
1: that you can to get in touch with these guys. You know, I, I think people want to know what to do what, as cleaners. How do we clean? Well, right steam clean guys you know what's the answer hot water steam cleaning what's the soil that you're cleaning is going to determine your pre-spray and if you run a conditioning rinse in your machine or you add some deodorizer to deal the smell of the dog pee on top of the sanitary effect that you're going to make by cleaning just running the wand quickly over and making it Steam doesn't necessarily you're removing the soil load that was there. So your claims are important. So how do we clean? We pre-vacuum. We're still doing our detail work. We're conscious about the styles of vacuums we use, changing the vacuum bags, using better filtered vacuums, not just the cheap vacuum or one that doesn't have good, really excellent filtration capabilities. Um, we're going in and pre-treating. We're using our CRBs that are being cleaned between jobs and treated between jobs. The brushes collect so much hair that they could be a constituent of bringing things from house to house. Um, then, after pre scrubbing, we're rotary dread extracting for a deep clean, and we charge extra for that beyond a maintenance clean that we might have been doing. We're now offering our restoration cleaning services. So, you know, our normal cleaning has been to maintain your home, take care of it. We offer a restoration cleaning package, which involves a rotary extractor and a CRB and speed drying, running a wand after it, afterward. Lots of additional steps to give a deeper clean when it calls for it so right um, there might be instances i would think now
0: and if, if you're needing the business especially where you might drop that extra fee for the deep cleaning and yeah. for the rotary extraction where you might say three deep clean we services right off a
1: road just to get the
0: extra but during the next 30 days we're just going to Give this to you guys for free because we want to make sure that you have this. I know a couple other clients of mine too are doing like the free sanitizer. You know, make sure it's 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 still going to make you some money. You don't need to go you know broke over giving away any of these offers. But if that's the case, then and you need to do something like that, or you want to do something like that to help your clients, then do it.
1: Educate your staff. You know, educate them to what cleaning really means. Have them clean. You know, I'm actually having one of them clean my house tomorrow and run a rotary and show that, you know, and not that he hasn't. He's one of our best cleaners, but I think guys get comfortable with what they think is clean because they've seen the customer so happy with the results based on what they're getting done. And no, is better possible years ago. My uncle would be proud. I still use this statement. If better was possible, good is not enough. Right. I like you know, could you have done better? And will your conscious, conscience and your ethics allow you to think that you could and be okay with it? You didn't do the best when you said you've done this and a kid's crawling on there or you know, daycare centers. This is not the time, in my professional opinion, to be offering low moisture topical cleanings on those kinds of environments we need to be going in and doing thorough steam clean and offer the maintenance cleanings when maintenance cleanings are appropriate but right now we can emphasize a deeper clean if you don't offer that service because you're just a low moisture guy team up with someone that can emphasize some further offerings of your business during these times when you didn't want to ride the truck mount or do the service or all the things that were involved in that kind of equipment you're happy with your business i think that those guys need to also be looking at some some strategic partnerships to you know, get more comfort level with their clients, they'll see the, I think they'll see customers being educated about what clean means.
0: Good. Good. So we're just getting up to the top of the hour. I did want to take some questions, but we, we didn't talk, we talked a little bit about disclaimers. Are there any, is there anything else we want to add about disclaimers? Like we definitely want to make sure we're saying the right thing on the label. We did talk about that. Um, you, we want to be very careful to say that we're going in, when we're not saying that we're going in to kill coronavirus or that we're killing much of anything, really. I mean, what I would normally do, I would refer right back to the, uh, I forgot which one had it. One of the two labels actually said in the MSDS sheet that it, you know, if they—if a client asked me, is it going to kill coronavirus, I would probably refer to the sheet that says it kills influenza A. Brazil,
1: you know, H1N1 swine flu. MediClean actually lists human coronavirus as one of the specific items, but not necessarily the particular strain, Um, but it has been, it is on the list of approved products.
0: Right. So, so let them know that, let them know that it's on the list of approved products, but be very careful. Again, Sean and I are not attorneys. Okay. We, 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 you really need to do your own diligence and figure out what you're going to tell your clients. But this is just the things that I would tell my clients right? That I, that, I, that I did tell my clients, that Sean's telling his clients.
1: You know, and it's not just your vacuum, your hoses, your wands, your corner guards. There's a big cleaning regimen that needs to go on your door handles of your vans. Right. You know, you guys need to step up your game. And so we are too, that regular maintenance is being done on the cabs of the trucks, in and out of the shops, people sharing vehicles, um, you know, the areas that we're all being respectful and knowing who we're interacting with as employees that right now are out in the field. And a lot of people aren't. A lot of our neighbors are they've self-quarantined, they've stayed home with their kids, they're doing their due diligence to make sure this doesn't spread, don't be, pro- you know, be proactive so it doesn't, you know, I'm trying to, as I interact in and out of my home, I change my clothes when I come home, just to be super careful, I'm not an overly paranoid person, but I want to keep my home safe, because I am making extra effort leaving to try to help, you know, with the families that are calling on us, and that are technicians that are ready and healthy to service, um, you know, we want to be really careful about you know, our processes. So.
0: So a couple of questions, we'll go ahead and start taking some of these questions. Let's see here.
1: Our best Uh, line of defense is remove soil. John, you're right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. um, Well, wait a minute here. Let me, got to get my, all my stuff on my screen situated. <laughs> okay. Um, the best line of defense is to clean it first. Obviously, before you even put down an antimicrobial or a disinfectant sanitizer anything, you want to go ahead and clean it first. Um, uh, Ron, somebody made a good good point, Ronald. Um, many list a viricide, that, that they are a viricide in the label. So would you say, Sean, that that's okay to say that that could kill Corona. Well, you don't want to come out and say it, that could kill Corona. It could but,
1: kill and it has claims to kill and it's an effective, right. you know, product to treat many situations with. But right. unless it states what you're I wouldn't advertise to the specific kill claim unless right. you know and it's on the label that it does that. Right. However, you know, we got outside of the law, I think we need to be using these products if we have them to make safe and healthy, especially if we're at a low volume and availability and things that may not have the claims, you know, but don't make right. a claim you've done it. So, gotta be we've cleaned it we've sanitized it we've right. you know those that's the about the level made it sanitary are right. safe words to use safe so, words.
0: So, good point and when when putting out advertising and something in print or even in email or anywhere online video five times in video be five ten times more cautious about what you're saying maybe talk about cleaning for health talk about how you are applying a germicide or a viricide but don't really talk about that you're going to be killing coronavirus. I've seen some terrible terrible things for that. You know, definitely definitely talk about the cleaning for health aspect, talk about what you can apply for them, talk about the hot water that you're cleaning with, talk about all this other stuff, but don't come out and say we're going to we're going to kill coronavirus. That we're going to kill any virus really, cuz you don't really know, especially on carpet. Well, Even Corona, Corona.
1: Corona has something to say. Corona says. Corona. <laughs> I love it.
0: Sanitizing <laughs> deodorizers. What do you think of that, Sean?
1: Not a bad statement. You know, it's a lot of what we're doing, especially if there's pet pee and we're trying to create a sanitary environment. Right. You know, the, some of the products have a specific sanitizing claim on them, not disinfecting. So be clear about what you're claiming to what the bottle says. I think right. the best thing is treatment. Santa clean, make up a statement, you know, if you're going to, you know, but really sanitary is really the right. best place that we're getting it, you know, acceptable and and get a docket you know, and start studying a little bit and you know, read up on what science has to offer in history. This is 90, 20 years ago, plus I mean, we've been sure, cleaning. Roller. You think about the history of cleaning. We know we have to keep healthy environments. People don't budget says, oh, don't clean the airplanes, don't clean the airports. And, and then all of a sudden, and then it's a, oh, we're going to spray and fog this instead of actually cleaning it. And we're going to change our processes. You know, um, we are not a clean environment overall. And we, we've stepped down to, to making it look polished, polish the door handles, make the glass doors look nice and the rest is acceptable. Well, it's not. And we have to clean deeper and more and be aware that they don't clean as deep as you might think they are when they they're on a budget and they've been told to go quickly into that area and just kind of make the outside look good that's the methodology that a lot of janitors union employees labor employee uh, that have been out there doing things um, in the areas that we're traveling and um, we just we, we need to be aware of that protect ourselves as we're in those environments now more than ever but you know certainly now um, as we're aware and hyper aware of our of our health and our environment,
0: right? I think it'd probably be okay to say that you're applying a sanitizer. Yeah, in your marketing, you're applying a product that has sanitizing right. claims. Because that's technically what you're doing, and you could even say that that ha- that does have viruside killing. you
1: might be not able to apply that product in the state that you're in, depending on the right. regulations. Some of these products, and frankly, I've seen them on the supply houses and some of the smaller houses, not in the big houses, where it says "not for sale in California" yet. I'm in a California supply house sitting it on their shelf. So, you know, you're buying products that may have already slipped through the cracks somehow from a supply chain that you're then putting that you actually can't apply in your state legally. Now, maybe the lift variance is so we can just get things out there and get stuff sprayed so things can get treated faster. But that hasn't happened until until we can be told we're cowboys and just go shooting viruses out there in the range. We better not be just grabbing every shotgun out there.
0: Right. So a couple of quick questions. Uh, would you offer cleaning of doorknobs and light switches as an added yes. service? Yes, sure.
1: definitely. Sure. Especially Everything for commercial. You
0: can. They, would, they would probably love you for that. In fact, it's a free bonus offer. I'm actually writing a letter right now for a few of my clients specifically for that type of thing. By the way, some of you guys have already talked to me about that. Um, probably it'll be ready tomorrow. But in the, one of the offers that we thought about doing was something like that. Um, free, you know, counter treatment, that type of thing, anything that doesn't already have clutter on it, that type of thing. So that that is a good idea, um, for sure. And it would basically be you misting it, letting it, letting it sit for the appropriate dwell time and wiping it with a microfiber cloth. You know, easy peasy, right?
1: Yeah, i want to continue to emphasize though to all the cleaners listening to the restorers and those guys that have employees just really try to ease your staff you know make sure that they're on a good level that you're communicating every day and knowing what you're able to offer them and that, and they're not they're not angry they're not they're it's not like they're blaming you as their employer that can't give them work or hours to do things and i find the guys that i have that say you know go do the rags go clean the towels go go do this area, do things that we haven't had time to do, um, are really, they're appreciative of that that from an employer standpoint. We're going to be seen as employers of how we've kept our people around us uplifted and our families taken care of. And we may come to a point where they shut us down and we can't work. They might. You know, be supportive of your staff when you can.
0: Right, right. Uh, UV light, is that a good method for disinfecting?
1: Not in this scenario. It's not been not been validated for our scenario. Any right. cleaning is effective. Any of these treatments are going to do something. Just right. be careful about your claim. You know, UV is going to do stuff. It's going to kill things. So can we make the claim that it's going to kill corona, the the COVID-19? I wouldn't say that.
0: Or I probably wouldn't even say it's the recommended thing to try. No,
1: ozone isn't. The other treatments of gases treatments are not, you know, getting to it. Although air treatments, fogging where it's huge and then getting on the particles where it can drop them or treat them in the air does seem to be effective, at least in what we've seen visually and whatever's being released from what China has done.
0: Right. So, yeah, that's a good point. You would either, and I don't know, I mean, like the mold remediation protocol would be used like a cloth and then clean it, and then you can.
1: Um, Treat it, throw it away, depends on the surface, depending you know, on oh. what you're cleaning the surface of. So right. are you, you gotta clean it first, clean the bio load, and then apply the products with a cloth, but you still gotta keep them wet for right. 10 minutes on most of these products for their for their claim to be satisfied. Right, yeah. But reusable cloth, wash them, sanitary, you know, you know, watch the soil load on lighter colored perhaps, you know, yellow microfibers or white cloths, and when they show their soil getting on them and they're not, trans- you know, collecting, but they're transferring and shifting, switch your towels, wash them, clean them, go through a sanitary process, a multi, you know, multi-bucket rinsing process to keep your things as, as clean as possible in that sanitary effect.
0: So Mark's asking, would it be safe to say we're applying an EPA registered disinfectant? If you indeed are yep. applying an EPA registered disinfectant on like the MediClean. appropriate thing that you're applying it to, okay? Yeah. Don't don't apply it on, on, on carpet when it says it can only be used on hard floor or hard so surface. MediClean
1: actually has claims it says for carpet. So, I mean, yeah, it specifically MediClean. has statements for it. So, you know, the products have their, vel- but you got to use them the way and treat them to the, the, um, the dispensing level, how many square foot per ounce per gallon are you getting a tree? Are you saturating the surface? Right.
0: Pay attention to that. Pay attention. Now this will void new warranties on carpet. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So So these are quads. They destroy, they destroy nylons and ionic dye resistors. So definitely commercial carpet carpet still has it. But the fact is, is that it didn't have any warranty that you're going to be sacrificing with its treatment. And
0: gotcha good and and honestly guys if these if you're talking to doctors offices uh dentists and orthodontists and and people like that massage you know massage therapists they they really need this you know so they're they're okay they should be okay with foregoing the they didn't have a warranty anyway it's fine this is chiropractic
1: offices places that are to the clean to the healthy that are wanting to be healthy um you know maybe choose the type of products you're offering them based on the clientele boulder is very hypersensitive on chemistry and your cleaning right. techniques being more with steam right. or botanicals for your treatment as opposed to quaternaries if the client's educated be educated at what's out there and know they may be more receptive to thyme oil right You know, got a lot of hippies in boulder they like their right. they like their natural treatments and those are things that are considered non-toxic to us and they're very effective on these surfaces and they've shown effective in similar scenarios, but it's, those we don't have the claims on. So right. be careful. It's not on the list. It's not, but if the client really wants you to do it, you know, I, you know, talk to them. Clean and sanitize. That. I have right. Botan- right. I have Benefect in my vehicle and my spray down stuff. It's the stuff that I'm using on a day to day. Right.
0: Right. It's healthier for you. Ban. I'm not sure. I know that's. That's been something, but I don't know if it's on the list or not. I don't know. Look at the label. If
1: it's sub-labeled um, or labeled there, what's on its label claim? Have the bottles, have the labels. I don't think it, it is David either.
0: David, David's saying it's not. It's probably not. So um, we'll take a couple more questions and we'll probably um, close the webinar. So if you guys had something pressing, go ahead and get those in now. Uh, let's see. Mark is asking, when carpet's treated with disinfectant, is it best to clean first? Yes. And yes. then apply? Yes. And then leave the disinfectant on the carpet for the dwell time. Yeah. And then rinse uh, it out.
1: But you right. got to clean and then a secondary clean. So you're going to be doing a double step process right. in this. To do right. It. Yeah. Yeah. So we're um, huh. you know, definitely looking at every opportunity that's out there, just trying to stay busy with, you know, helping our customers, being ready, being educated, um, being just better at what we do, being better people, you know, thinking about that a lot. I believe on an ban, and I'm just trying to go by
0: memory. I could be, I could be wrong, but I think it's EPA registered for hard surface and not for
1: carpet. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I'm also looking yeah. at, you know, yeah. if, if guys are looking for more, you know, specific uh, help when they're sitting by one of the things to think about doing right now, if your guys aren't busy and you can't clean, train, go practice repairs get guys doing things that they're not so great at because they're not doing enough of or not comfortable with hopefully you've got a training program in place at your company that now you can just step it up a little bit and put some of those training dollars that hopefully you have budgeted towards payroll to getting your guys in some self training and 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 helping them be there so that they're ready to be there and help but help people help that's right robert you know be there to help others helping others uplift your fellow cleaner this isn't the time to be competitive. This is the time to be helpful. Um, and if you're seeing guys pushing themselves in a way or advertising and marketing in an unscrupulous way, distance yourself. You know, give them some good, you know, advice as a good brother and sister in this industry, and try to help each other. I I plead to the other instructors that are not able to teach right now. We're all on a hiatus for eight weeks, most of us from our supply houses to that we're not traveling to be to there for direct training on ISERC front. But I know a lot of us are looking at webinar options and ways that we can continue to deliver training for you. So feel free to reach out to me if there's something I can help your company with, you know, help where it would be uplifting to your staff to have some training on cleaning procedures or demos. I'm looking at all sorts of opportunities to bring um a live environment into your computer and help you guys. So
0: what's your best contact info here or do you want to give um don't
1: call my phone number on that. Oh, it's gonna no, get no, our no, office. No, the girls that. won't know <laughs> where to find us. That's Colin right there. You'll love Colin. There's in the Stark showroom cleaning. Right. Um to call me or my email, so I'll I'll post that there for you, okay. and that's the best way to reach me. Um, if you have a direct need, you can certainly get me on uh, my cell phone. I'll be happy to get that to you so that you guys can find me. Um, but that's my uh, direct personal email that Perfect. I posted there, and um, certainly I'll respond and happy to help anybody I can and network you to product options you know I I do a lot of training for the university systems the schools and the airports I'm actually on an aviation group right now that we've been called into a couple of the airports to do some up upgraded training um, particularly New Orleans and a few of the others that are on our program Um, so they're cleaning they're they're where they need to do it um, and I'm just limiting my travel right now until I'll step back into those environments uh, myself so that I can be available and best best suited to help others good so, good good john so, stay busy buddy stay cleaning clean yeah, out help cool. your, help those that need it a couple other questions to go back over someone
0: mentioned that P- Pennsylvania is forcing the closure yeah, i'm not John's, sure cleaning, yeah Cle- clean maintenance might be yeah maintenance and home maintenance home maintenance yeah that, home maintenance
1: and restoration i think are on the excluded i, I, I would say are probably going to be on a lot of them um i don't know how many of you caught on to the issa broadcast you know vote email that it's geared to be for us as, you know, them as being our constituents, which is one of the things that RIA does for us as an industry partner, um, being out there, they did, you know, for us to vote to have rights to be on the non-excluded list that we are viable and needed service in the restoration and cleaning industry now and not to limit our access. So continue to call your congressmen, contact people that have influence, your mayors, you know, I, you know, reach out to those people that know that our influence, that we are being protected to our staff and that we're being proactive to help. And if we're not put out and they're allowed there on the front lines, it's going to be even longer before we can get out there. So, right. yeah, uh, you know, just make sure your congressman knows if you have any access to any of your your local officials on the local ground, as well as using ISS or uh, the, uh, the RAA and ISSA's agvis, agvices to help us get out there and clean.
0: It would be silly if they stopped it, but you never know. The government—they—they, they, God only knows what they're going to do. Um, Dominating. This isn't is a happy.
1: political discussion. I don't do politics or religion in my discussions because they're not do that.
0: We're not going to do that. But uh, Dominic is asking, yes, I do have a commercial letter that I'm working on. I, I might be ready tomorrow, if not tomorrow, by over the weekend, Monday. I do have one. I've been working on one. Um, and I'll be having a couple of those letters specifically for cleaning for health. We're not going to call it a corona letter, but cleaning for health during this crisis. Um, so, yeah. And, and me, I'm not real sure. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't remember. I'm trying to go by memory on that one. So I don't know if, if the, uh, you check the label. That's the best thing I can tell you. Make sure you're cleaning it with, for the thing that actually it says that it should be cleaned for. Because there could be a lot of that that goes on with that. Um, all right, guys. Um,
1: Y'all have a great yeah, night.
0: Yes, yes. We're going to go ahead and put it on. It'll be on the cleaning marketing board. I'll probably repost the replay if it worked well. Sometimes these replays don't turn out well. But Sean, I appreciate you like crazy doing this. And guys, My give pleasure, Sean guys. a big hand. Give Sean a big hand. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you. you. Appreciate all you guys hopping on here and hanging out with us. Hope Keep, you it clean, Keep it clean guys. Keep it clean. Hope you got something out of this and uh, yeah, look for the replay coming soon. So, all right, guys, talk to you guys later. Have a good night. Bye.